manifestations of the divine. The first letter to Timothy, we hear this description of God, who alone has immortal life, dwelling in unapproachable light, whom no one has seen or can see. To this one be honor and power forever. So this describes the ultimate mystery or mysteriousness of God. In the Trinitarian model, this is a description of the Father. Remember the Father, the Son, and the Spirit? These are co-eternal. So it isn't that the Father comes first, and then the Son, and then the Holy Spirit moves in. They are co-eternal. They're part of this eternal present, this dynamo of self-creating love. But the Father is traditionally understood to be the abyss of being. The Son, the Word, the second person, is begotten, comes into being eternally with the Father, is one with the Father, but comes into being and becomes the visible expression of the Father. And then in the Christian understanding, this word becomes flesh in an individual human being in a particular time and place. And this particular individual, Jesus, who understands himself, has found his real self in relation to the Father. Uh, explicit, of course, in the Gospel of John, the most mystical, most theological, in a way, of the Gospels and the latest Gospel. And then he, Jesus says, everything I say is, is the Father who is, is saying this in me. He sees everything that he is, his self, and everything that he does as flowing directly out of the Father. And so he can say, the Father and I are one. But it isn't true then to say that the Father is the same as the Son because there is a distinction. So he says, the Father is greater than I. He's speaking from a different perspective in that other passage. Or St. John is speaking for him. Or the Holy Spirit is speaking through John. All of this is quite a lot to take in, but this is what Christian faith invites us to listen to and to enter into. Thomas, of course, says to him, you say you're going to the Father, although who is the Father? We haven't seen the Father. Where are you going? And Jesus says to him, to see me is to see the Father. So the Father, who is this abyss of being, is visible in the Son. And the Holy Spirit, in Christian theology, is the unified relationship of the Father and the Son. The stream of love that flows between Father and Son, sometimes called him the in-between God. That aspect of God that unites and connects and is not visible, but is everywhere present. This is... God in the Christian understanding, God is a trinity, a communion, a community of love. 
being in the Christian understanding is a communion of love, not just a platonic mathematical abstraction called being. God is this dynamic interrelationship of love. And how do we know God? We know God by loving, by, as it were, allowing that being of God to reproduce itself or reflect itself through us as we learn to love one another. This is a school of love. Life is a school of love. We learn to love ourselves. For many people in modern culture is the, is the biggest hurdle of all. So much self-rejection or self-alienation or self-disapproval and everything that that brings with it. Either an aggressive ego or a, an unassertive ego. But nevertheless, that first step of loving oneself has to be made, and how do we do it? By sitting still, by learning to be silent. If we can do that for as regularly and as simply as we can, we will begin to work through whatever self-rejection or self-hatred there is, and we will come to know and accept and love ourselves as we are. And then love of self, love of others, and love of God all begin to flow from that. So we are manifestations of the divine. St. Augustine's great book on the Trinity is very much about the human being, how the human being itself is constructed, because we are the icon or the microcosm, or we are the icon, the living icons of God, sparks of God. So the mystery of God, the abyss of being, is the mystery of the self. The word makes this invisible being visible, but the word made flesh in Jesus both reveals and conceals it simultaneously.